It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. All right, Haima Black, live from Virgin Hotels for Dynasty Podcasts. We are here for our second week uh, being hosted by Virgin Hotels in their shag room. So thank you. Shout out to the whole Virgin Hotels team. We've got a killer night of live interviews here tonight. We're going to be talking to Tatiana Hazel, Matt Brooks from So Far Sounds Chicago. But we're starting out here tonight with Jason Peterson, uh, Chief Creative Officer and President of North American Havas. Yeah. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for coming up here yeah, tonight. I know sure. it's a Sunday night. Um, really appreciate it. This is our first time having you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was excited to come out. Um, had a long weekend, but yeah. So oh, yeah. To come out. It was a wild, like, were you out celebrating or, or hitting? Um, I actually was in, I was in Cleveland for Game 7, uh, shooting photos of the game. Wow. So I started out in Cleveland, and I decided to drive there. So um, it was crazy, amazing. I cried. I, it was yeah. insane. I got some great uh, photos, and then I drove back, and then I um, got it. It was a kind of crazy weekend. Then I shot um, for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. So the game on Friday, I got back and took over all the social media and shot for the Chicago Bulls. And then I shot some band at uh, um, <laughs> House of Blues, and then I shot the parade, and then I'm here. So wow, I'm excited. that's wild, man! So again, thank you for coming here. I know it's been a, a crazy. Oh, I also shot the uh, All Blacks rugby game at Soldier Field yesterday. That's crazy. Which is nuts. Yeah. So it was a busy weekend. So let's start with the photography because you have this Instagram account that has yeah. what seven hundred, almost, almost eight hundred thousand followers. Almost eight hundred thousand yeah. followers. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with that. Like yep. this, when did Instagram really start to become a huge thing for you? And when did that traction start to happen for you? About five years ago, I made it a conscious effort to um, really get into social media in a kind of real creative way. Um, I've taken photographs, you know, every day, you know, anyway, since I've been like 15 years old. Um, and it started on, on Twitter and Tumblr and Flickr, right. um, just kind of like posting images that I really liked and kind of figured out the kind of social community side of it. Um, Instagram kind of launched and when I first got on it, I thought it was kind of corny. I thought it was like a bad, you know, like hipstamatic filter app. Right. <laughs> um, and then I got on it and just started getting some, you know, kind of initial traction. It actually started out as a bet with, um, Todd B who's our, who's my, uh, sound engineer, um, to see who can get to a thousand followers first. And like, I'm a total, like kind of gamer junkie. Right. So I was like, in, I got, I beat him of course. And then from there it like exploded. It became 10,000 followers and a hundred thousand followers and all these like crazy celebrities started following me and then it just blew up. And so this was when you were in New York. No, that was here. So, so it was this here. Is, this is over the about last four years. That's wild. Yeah. Cause like Instagram, it's been around, I want to say, if I had to guess, maybe like somewhere like six, probably years? five years. Five, okay. Yes, I, I think I got on a, about a year after they started on that. So it was really, but you were early. Yeah, I, was, I would early. say early. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Have you always had that black and white aesthetic, like from day you know, one, so, or did um, that develop? No, I've always shot. I shoot. I shoot color film actually a lot, but um, I always, I never shot digital. I only shot film always. You know, kind of growing up. And as I got into shooting digital, it really was through like kind of shooting on my iPhone and shooting kind of stuff for Instagram. But I wanted to create a brand for myself. And I really wanted to borrow more from like iconic, classic black and white photography and make that my kind of style and brand. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with black and white because it's, 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 it's the perfect medium that it doesn't incorporate time. 
like you think about like you know say it's timeless but it really is like if you think about like the 1950s 40s 60s there's like a color palette that goes with each of those things right black and white doesn't have time so like to me i don't get this could get deep really early no 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 but, yeah um, i love it i get in the shit because it's like i'm obsessed with 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 like not dying and not getting old so like I love like black and white photography because it like you can't tell when it is, right? A great image could be from the nineteen forties or it could be from yesterday. You don't even know, it's especially evergreen. in a great city like Chicago, you know? Absolutely well, yeah, and Chicago has a timeless yeah. you know. So so that's incredible. Like and I know that the photography is a huge part of your work. Yeah. When you're shooting, are you ever shooting on your phone or is this all with a real camera? You know, or? I started initially just shooting on um, you know, I always shot film. My first digital camera was my iPhone. So I started shooting on the iPhone. Um and then about probably about a year and a half into it, um, when it started blowing up and going like, you know, crazy, I started getting hired um to shoot campaigns for you know different brands and that's when i got serious and go oh maybe i should get a camera um and then about two years ago i i formed a deal with leica so now i'm sponsored by leica cameras so they're like the best cameras in the world it's amazing um so i've shot a bunch of campaigns and stuff for them and i demo all their new cameras and i have all leica gear now so i pretty much shoot on that all the time so when you're creating this kind of content and you're telling a visual story and you're also working with brands like I guess, how do you continue to evolve that? Because mm-hmm. I know for some people, and not even just with Instagram, like for some people with um, social platforms, they hit a plateau. Yeah. You know, like they're kind of like, we hit X thousand followers yeah. and we can't really break that ceiling. And you've been able to continually move that forward. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think that is? Um, I think probably it comes back to me having a consistent kind of style and a point of view, you know, always, right? Like to me, a great image or a great piece of art or great anything makes people feel something, right? So I have like the simple rule of like each photograph I take has to make you feel something, but it has to be slightly better than the last one, right? So I'm in this constant state of evolving. You know, a, a lot of people might see it, go, oh, that looks like that's similar to your, your other stuff. But to me, like my favorite artists, like you could look at something at the beginning of their career, at the end of their career, and it has a look and a feel that kind of has evolved. So that's what right. I'm trying to do. I also think I've been lucky and I also hustle. I never stop. Like I have like non stop energy so I'm doing stuff like this talking about what I do um, you know I'm going out and shooting you know musicians and athletes and stuff when they're in town so when I do that then they help promote me by you know posting my images and stuff on their social media and things like that so it just kind of blows up from there yeah so all these campaigns too are like are they all specifically going through Havas which we're going to talk about or mm-hmm. are there also projects that you're involved in that are not connected to your work yeah. with Havas? There's definitely a mix between both, right? You know, some people hire me they don't even know that I run this advertising agency called Havas. Um, so I do a lot of stuff, you know, just kind of on my own, you know, as long as it doesn't conflict with my with my existing clients and things like that. I've turned down a lot of things that could have been a conflict cuz I'm just like, no, I'm not going to put my other clients, you know, you know, you know, second, I always put them first. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that are separate, but at the same time, it's helped my day job at Havas, right? You know, we just won, we're social, uh, AOR for all the brands for Coca-Cola, creating right. all the social content for them. And a big reason why we won it is because I know more about creating social media and content for, for, uh, myself. So they're like, yeah, we want to be an Instagram. We want to be successful. I'm like, look, let me show you how I do it. So I'm speaking from a, you know, a point of, you know, being an expert in the channel. So it really helps us, you know, with winning a lot of new business. Well, you know, something that I saw, cause for any of these interviews, I do a lot of reading, I do yeah. a lot of research. And something that it seems that's really paramount to you is that you have to be a creator. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys that can go, like, court the Budweiser account or whoever it is. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know. 
But if you organically are an Instagrammer, are yeah. a podcaster, are a yeah. you know filmmaker, yeah. whatever it is, that's different. Like, why do you think that makes such a huge difference for you to actually be a creator and not just the I, ad agency? For, for guy? me, I've always been that because because advertising. I mean, it's an amazing it's amazing industry, um, but it's full of rhetoric and it's full of like old boys club kind of you know thing. But they talk about a maker culture. They talk about creating content. They talk about understanding social media, but none of them know what they're talking about. Like, so to me, I would rather make stuff rather than talk about it. Right? Sure. Here's what we're doing and prove it out and show how it works versus talking about it. I've always been that way. Like I've never been one to, you know, talk about something versus let me just show you and let me make something and make you feel something is different than me trying to convince a client that this is, is the right way to kind of do it versus showing them. It's so funny you say that when we do all the events we do with Dynasty Podcast, yeah. whenever I email people, I link to the actual like, you know, podcast exactly. that we record. Because I'm like, don't take my word for it. Here's the recording. Yeah, like, exactly. It happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Havas. Havas yep. is this enormous advertising agency. Yep. Uh, you're here anchored in the Chicago office. Yep. Um, talk about your role there and talk about kind of like what separates Havas from some of the other agencies. Um, I think the biggest thing was um, they're truly a creative agency. All agencies talk about creative, you know, being creative and, 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 and caring about that. But um, I mean, case in point, I moved here from New York City. I moved my 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 wife, my kids, my whole family here because Avas offered me a unique kind of position. And and I think it was probably a little bit because they were kind of desperate. They were kind of a shitty agency when I took it over five years ago. But they put me in charge of the agency. Most agencies are run by strategy people or account people or people with different sort of business backgrounds. Sure. But they put a creative person in charge of running the agency. And to me, the most important part was running the culture of the agency. Right. So I wanted to change that first. I'm like, I play the music. I paint the walls. I hire the receptionist. What does it feel like to work here? So we're going to be a creative company first, doing tons of creative things, and then in turn create this creative culture, which we do creative work for our clients. So it, it, it's been really successful. Um, you know, again, I have the best partner, Paul Marabelli, is the CEO, um, who he came on about three years ago. Uh, you know, to join me to kind of you know take over the company. We've won um, every pitch we've been in past three years, 30% growth every year, and the work's rad, and it's an awesome place to work. Well, I was just there. We were talking before the mic was on. I was just there for a General Assembly two-year yeah. anniversary yeah. event. Uh, it was about like the future of uh, media and tech. Yeah. And it was my first time visiting the actual Havas, yeah. not the annex, but just yeah. proper Havas. And all of the like, you know, Chicago street art yeah. that was all over the walls. Yeah. Like, I know you guys have worked with a lot of the big names in the yeah. city on that. Like. It very much had a unique feel and culture yeah, to it. Yeah, totally. It was really important to me to do creative things within our space, right? So I've partnered with all my favorite Chicago creative artists to come in and create their artwork live during work hours so everyone sees it and feels it, smells the paint, you know, and, and knows, oh my God, this is a creative company making creative things. Not just hiring some graffiti guy to do graffiti on their walls. They're very curated for our point of view of being tapped into what's going on in culture, specifically Midwest culture. Our, our positioning at Havas is taking iconic American brands, which there's tons of them here, right. and showing them how to be relevant again. You know, within the, in, the, in the kind of social media age, there's all these amazing brands that just don't know how to talk to people anymore. Well, because they hear a, a word like Snapchat, and they don't know what that means, let alone yeah, exactly. how to create something 
meaningful with it. Exactly. Yeah. And they show up and people is they, they just don't understand it's like a lot of brands and that's where we educate them is people don't hate advertising. They just hate to be talked down to and disrespected, right? Yeah. When there's a rad, uh, there's an awesome ad on your feed, you can respond and say, oh my God, McDonald's, I love you. You're so rad. Or something stupid like then normally they would do is like, oh my God, I hate you. Get off my feed. Yeah. And that's the power of social media and that's why I really like it. It's immediate. You, it's either right on and you get it and you're tapped into what's going on or you're, you're you miss. Well, you know what? I think you're right, though. When it's exciting, that, like, when it's... Like, I love the Cloverfield films. I yeah. love the Blair Witch films. Yeah. And, like, both of those franchises announced sudden sequels in the last year that, like, no one had any idea they were coming. Yeah. And, like, that was really exciting messaging. I was, yeah. like, stoked on that because it wasn't, like, a corny... Like no, and it's part, of, it's part of their brand and part of their sort of game that you're playing with. Right. And you as a fan respect them more versus coming out with a traditional model of marketing a movie versus making it inside to you. And then all of a sudden you're sharing that, you're talking about that. The thing that people forget mostly about social media is social media is social. It's right, right. in the goddamn name. They focus you know, on people the other forget. Words. No, and they just, yeah, and they, they worry about it. It's like, look, be cool. You know, social media is a party. Act like a party that people want to hang out at. Yeah. So... Another component of Havas that I think is really exciting is the mm -hmm. Annex. Yeah. The Annex is very geared towards the millennial yeah. market, and you guys have a lot of millennial makers involved yep. as well, right? Yep. Yeah, so the, so the Annex is kind, of my, the, is kind of the dream agency I had in New York that I was going to start, um, and um, we've been kind of so successful at Havas, they asked me what I wanted to do next, what else did I want to do, and I always wanted to create this agency that was by young people for young people. The amount of money that clients and businesses spend on research of trying to talk to this mysterious thing called a millennial. I'm like, <laughs> a millennial is a 32-year-old, you know, dude driving a minivan now. Right. Like, it, you, you've, you've sort of aged yourself out of uh, the, the excuse of not being able to talk to these people. Because right? it's almost now like we're coming up on Gen Z. And, exactly. Yeah. So, so my, my point of view was like, look, I know so many young, talented people coming up through social media. I go, why don't we put them in charge of this company and have them do it? So... The Annex operates on, on, on two folds, right, which is being tapped into culture in a real way. We're over in West Town. We have an activation space downstairs, about 2,000 square feet street level, where we do art, music, fashion, design, events on a weekly basis. Our windows change out every week with different yeah. art, artists partnered to create uh, original artwork for us, you know, in collaboration. And then we do all and create all of our content and work for a bunch of our clients. You know, there's about 70 to 80 people that are kind of over there now. Um, a couple seasoned advertising people help kind of, you know, steer the ship and run it, but it's really the voice of young people. You know, they get, they get the reins and they get to say, here's how it's being created. Um, it's been really successful for us. You, you got to come by and check it out. Yeah. I mean, I would love to, I, I've seen that there've been a lot of great events there. So there was like yeah. the Vic Mensa one Yeah, and it's something that we would love to, yeah, get involved Yeah, for sure. With. Yeah. We did uh, Vic Mensa's birthday party and his yeah. record release party there. There was like 900 people there. To, you know, we've done activation events with Wells High School. We were really trying to partner with them to give back to the I community. Saw that, yeah. We were doing this whole knitting and yarn event with them all summer. We did another program with this year called Honor Roll, uh, where we partnered with a high end uh, luxury car company called Extreme Experience, and we drove three Honor Roll students to their first day of school in Lamborghinis. 
um, which was insane because we had like Matt Boy Whiteout DJing in front of Wells yeah. High School, a huge party going on, and the nerds of the high school pull up and get dropped off in Lamborghinis. Like the teachers are crying, the parents are crying, and all it's the like kids are like, yo, movie. how do I get driven in a Lambo? I'm like, <laughs> you get on the honor roll, and it's that simple. Yeah. So we have a bunch of other things, you know, partnering with them, you know, with them trying to give back to Chicago in a real way. People talk about Chicago and the issues and problems of Chicago. Um, but they don't really do anything about it. So we have tons of things planned um, on how to really make a difference. And that really comes down to the opportunities that we have in advertising and marketing. How can we reach into the culture of Chicago and give those people opportunities, you know, to create stuff with us? Well, I think that's so important because it's like, it's, it's such a no brainer on one level of like, of course, if there's after school programs and like if there's stuff that actually kids can get involved in, that's going to help them. Yeah, for sure. That's so obvious on paper, but you're right. It doesn't get executed Enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. So, being based in Chicago now and coming from New York, like yeah. you've been here for about what you said five, five years, years now. Yeah. How do you feel about the Chicago creative market? Like, what sets it apart right now? You know, you know, I got to say this. Like, when I moved here, I was kind of concerned. Like, I knew Chicago. I'd come. My wife and I would come here a lot for music and food and stuff. So I knew there was, you know, it was interesting. And I, you know, I like, you know, I like the Midwest. But I didn't understand that Chicago is the most contemporary creative city in the world. It really, truly is. Our music, fashion, design across everything, it's kind of here. I think that where, where Chicago su- had suffered, but I think it's, I've seen a lot of changes in having confidence in itself. Yeah. A lot of the creative people I've met when I first came here were like, oh, it's great. I want to move to New York and do those things. I'm like, I got to tell you, after spending 20 years in New York, New York is done. It's owned by a bunch of rich Europeans and you're going to live an hour and a half away and drive the train and try to be creative out in the, you know, the boroughs versus how do you take what's going on in Chicago and promote this in a completely different way? And I'm blown away constantly about the talent that's here in this city. It's amazing. Man, we have, I'll shoot you an email after this is over. Yeah. We have an event coming up that we haven't announced yet, but it yeah. specifically is focused around, it's our last panel of the year, that's focused around how to make it in Chicago's creative industries sure. versus leaving to LA or New York. It'd be 100%. really cool to get you involved in that. Yeah, if- 100%. And definitely like what I've done through my social media presence, you know, because it's not just Instagram with me, right. with me, it's Twitter, it's Snapchat. I have 1.8 million followers across all social media. That's insane. And I promote Chicago through everything. Like I, it was amazing. We did an event at the Annex and this, this woman and her husband uh, had come to Chicago from Columbia because of my social media. And she showed up at the Annex event crying, going, oh my God, I came here, my, me and my husband, because we love your photography of Chicago. So I try to use it to be really pro-Chicago, you know, because really, I really do believe it. It's the best, it's the most creative city in America. Man, I, everything you're saying is yeah. so right on. I've been based out of here for 19 years doing creative yeah. work. And I, people on the coast all the time, I have friends there and they're like, when are you moving out here? And I'm like, dude, there's... I mean, you look at it. It's everything like, it's, To me, it's here. some of the best artwork. It's by far the best photography. Sure. It's the best music is from Chicago. Chance oh, the Rapper yeah. is the best musician on the planet. He's from Chicago. Kanye. I got started. You look at fashion, what Virgil is doing across, you know, you know yeah. in Paris. He's, he's Chicago. So and it goes like, on and on. It goes on and on. So to me, it's just like bringing that all together and that energy is, is what I'm kind of focused on doing. Well, another Chicago-based company that you are collaborating with right yeah. now is Bucket Feet. Exactly. You have the Jason Peterson line yeah. of shoes with Bucket Feet, which yeah. is wild. Like, yeah. 
How did that happen? They're friends of the podcast. We're yeah. doing an event with them soon. Yeah, I met I met Aaron maybe like three years ago. And I I mean, I just any creative Chicago company, I'm like, I wanna, I'm in, I wanna meet you, I wanna hang out with you, I wanna find out what you're about. And I was really blown away about the collaborations they were doing with illustrators and artists across the board. It's a great kind of sharing, you know, kind of revenue stream, getting your voice out there, creating a really unique product. He's got shoes on. Um, yeah. And we had been talking about it for over a year about how to bring my photography and my point of view to shoes. And I'm a shoe uh, whore, I got to say. Like, I'm bad, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's what I spend my money on. I am, like, all about Jordan 3s. I'm about Yeezys. So I'm saying if we're going to do shoes together, they have to be really special and really kind of amazing. So the idea we had was to use my influence and the taste that I had, the black and white photography. So the first bucket feeds that are black on the bottom, they're not red on the bottom. And the influence of all of my camera equipment and things like that across the board. There's a lot of functional details on it that were amazing. The laces are 3M because I shoot a lot at night, reflective laces. The canvas shoe is made out of um, the same canvas as as my camera bag. Um, The one shoes have a bunch of my images across them. The boxes, the packaging, all the detail just came out amazing. Um, we did a we did a launch party. Unfortunately, the launch party was on. I think it was during Game Four of the Cubs. So, <laughs> so it was it was still good. But I was like, even even I was like, yo, I gotta leave because I gotta go watch yeah. the game. But um, it was great. Uh, really good turnout, and the shoes are selling really well. So you should check them out. Yeah, and that's amazing. And I've yeah. seen that collection online. Yeah. Um, you know, as we wrap up, I know you got to get out of here, man. Yeah. It's a Sunday night, but. Yeah. For anybody who's watching, listening yeah. to this now or later, like if they wanted to get involved with what you're doing, if they wanted to get involved with the annex or attend one of the events, or like how can people connect to what you and Havas have going on? Um, you know, it's it's pretty easy. Um, first, make really rad shit. You know, don't talk about it. Rhetoric doesn't work. You make really rad shit. Come show us your rad stuff. Get us involved in it. I see everything that's going on. I'm looking and searching out awesome stuff for people to hire and to bring in the you know projects that we have going on. Um, We've hired, you know, countless of creative kids off of social media. So, you know, if you could do it for yourself, you can make really rad, amazing stuff across social media. It's easy to do it for clients, you know. Yeah. And to me, it's always about always creating, you know. Like, I'm walking out of here right now, walking home. I have my my drones right next to me. I'm going to go shoot, like, 10 images on the way home and then go have dinner with my wife. So, like, you got to always be making stuff. Yeah, I absolutely, man. I'm 100% there with you. Uh, Jason Peterson from Havas and doing a lot of really amazing work on Instagram with Bucket Feet and across a lot of platforms, man. Thank you so much for coming up tonight. Yeah, I would dude, love this to. This is con- awesome. This yeah. is really cool. I love this room. This yeah, this room is killer. Virgin Hotel like has been an amazing partner with this. Um, and like I said, we do tons of workshops, panels, events, all sorts of things. I would love to continue this conversation it's easy. somewhere. Let's do it. This is great. I love awesome, talking. Man. So yeah. Thanks, bud. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.